This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Rob Snow. We won the evangelicals. We won with young. We won with old. We won with highly educated. We won with poorly educated. I love the poorly educated. There we have a little bit of Donald Trump. I'm Brian Lillian for Rob Snow today, by the way. And I'm going to start off talking about American politics today. That, of course, Donald Trump after he won the Nevada caucuses. And if you listen to a lot of the talking heads, you listen to a lot of folks in the media, you listen to a lot of your friends and neighbors, they will scoff at Donald Trump. They'll also scoff at the other Republican candidates that they're not real. They're not worthy. They're too radical. But I want to dissect this idea a little bit and show you that the the radicals are not Donald Trump or Ted Cruz. And no one's calling Marco Rubio a radical anymore. He was supported by the Tea Party when he started. Now he's the only real establishment candidate left. He moved over to that side. But Trump and Cruz are always described as the radicals. Oh, you, you can't back them. You can't. Uh, Cruz, he's radical. Trump, oh, he's crazy. When the fact is, it's the other side. It's the Democrats that have the candidates that should be worrisome for Americans and for Canadians. You may not like Donald Trump. He's not my choice for candidate. My choice, I've been up front with everybody, is Ted Cruz. But this is a man who is winning and winning big because people like what he says. We love Nevada. We love Nevada. Thank you. A couple of months ago, we weren't expected to win this one. You know that, right? We weren't. Of course, if you listen to the pundits, we weren't expected to win too much. And now we're winning, winning, winning the country. And soon the country is going to start winning, winning, winning. We won the evangelicals. We won with young. We won with old. We won with highly educated. We won with poorly educated. I love the poorly educated. We're the smartest people. We're the most loyal people. And you know what I really am happy about? Because I've been saying it for a long time. 46% with the Hispanics. 46%. Number one with Hispanics. You've got a guy that everyone said couldn't win anyone, winning all those demographics, including Hispanics. That should tell you something. Then there's my candidate, Ted Cruz. He is also regarded. I've heard conservatives say he's far too radical. Why would they declare him too radical? Maybe it's because he responds to President Barack Obama saying, no, we can't shut down Guantanamo. Don't shut down Gitmo, expand it, and let's have some new terrorists there. Well, that's got to be radical. You can't keep Gitmo open, except Obama has for the last eight years, even though he promised he would shut it down immediately upon becoming president. The fact is, neither of these men are as scary or as radical as Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton. Bernie Sanders may sound nice. 
he may look like the guy from the movie Up. You know the the movie voiced by Ed Asner where the house floats away in a you know a pile of balloons. He may look like that. But the man is a committed socialist no matter what he says. We did phenomenally well with young people. Mm-hmm. I think we did well with working class people. Remember, we were taking on a candidate who ran in 2008. Uh, she knew Nevada a lot better than we did. She had the names of a lot of her supporters. Great. So Democrats in the United States are embracing a socialist. A socialist who, by the way, sounds an awful lot like Justin Trudeau as he keeps talking about fairness, fairness, fairness. I laughed at Justin Trudeau when he kept saying, it's about fairness. Well, now Bernie Sanders is using that same line. I'm wondering if there's a go-between. But Americans, Democrats, are increasingly embracing socialism because they're backing the socialist candidate, Bernie Sanders. But maybe that's because the other Democratic candidate, the establishment candidate for the Democrats, is someone that should be in jail. Someone who lied to the American public while she was Secretary of State about the reason four Americans, including a diplomat, were killed. A woman who refused to take responsibility for lapses of security in her department and ended up being at least partially responsible for Ambassador Chris Stevens and three others being killed. And then when she's questioned about it, at a Senate committee, she's absolutely dismissive. We were misled that there were supposedly protests and then something sprang out of that, an assault sprang out of that. And that was easily ascertained that that was not the fact. And the American people could have known that within days, and and they they didn't know that. With all due respect, the fact is we had four dead Americans. Was it because of a protest or was it because of guys out for a walk one night who decided they'd go kill some Americans? What difference at this point does it make? It makes a huge difference. Hillary Clinton emailed her own daughter the night of the Benghazi 2012 terrorist attack. She emailed her own daughter. They were supposed to meet for dinner. And she said she can't. There's an Al-Qaeda-linked group attacking. She knew all along. She told people on the inside. She told the American public it was a YouTube video and went along with the Obama administration's plan to arrest the filmmaker of some YouTube video that no one had seen or heard of before because they didn't want to admit that on the anniversary of the 9-11 attacks, they were attacked again by a terrorist group. So let me put it to you. What's more dangerous, Donald Trump or Ted Cruz as the Republican nominee and our neighbor leading our neighbor? Or a socialist named Bernie Sanders or Hillary, I'm a liar, Clinton. We'll talk about that with Lowell Green when we come up in a moment. Right now, let's check in on the business desk. BNN's Michael Kane. Now back to Rob Snow on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. Brian Lillian for Lowell Green, joined as always at this time by... Brian Lillian for Rob Snow, joined as always this time by Lowell Green. I'll get it right one day, Lowell. Laugh it up, oh, fuzzball. Well, you know, it's interesting, your your observations concerning American politics. 
Um, this, there's no question, Brian, that we are living today in an age of the political outsider. And I, I believe to a large degree this accounts for the uh, rather astonishing victory, for example, of Justin Trudeau. While he was a politician, he was not perceived by the electorate as a politician. I think most of us have, you know, perceived him as somebody from outside. He, he wasn't part of the establishment. At least that was the perception. Mm-hmm. And very clearly, that's, that's the, the wind behind Donald Trump. And it's also the wind behind Bernie Sanders. And as far as Sanders being a socialist, I suspect that a good, what, 50, 60, 70 percent of the American population, or the Canadian population for that matter, has no idea what the word socialist means anyway. All, well, all, I, they, see, all mean, they see is an older guy here with white hair, looks kind of trustworthy, but he's, he's attacking the establishment, and that seems to be the winning formula these days. Uh, you've got to attack the establishment, not necessarily the opposing parties, but the whole idea. And this, this brings me to the conclusion that if, if the conservatives plan to come back into power federally in Canada, I think that they're going to have to choose someone who is at least perceived to be an outsider. And I think we've made a mistake perhaps provincially in, in choosing as a leader of the Progressive Conservative Party someone who very clearly is an insider. He's part of the establishment. Over so, to you. So we need uh, someone like a, a Brian Mulroney who came from the outside, yep. was a business leader, came from the outside. Um, that'd be interesting to see. Now, well, San- uh, Sanders, though, you're right about people not knowing what socialism is. I don't know if you've seen on several, even on the left, several uh, American journalists or talk show hosts like Chris Matthews have asked people, what's the difference between a Democrat and a socialist? Yeah. It left Hillary Clinton quite stumped. Uh, she's moved to the left because of Sanders. If she were to become president, Lowell, she is now back to attacking things like NAFTA. She was against, she was for NAFTA when her husband signed it. Now, then she was against it in 2008 to try and beat Barack Obama. Then she was for it. Now she's against it again. And I, I think that, you know, Hillary Clinton would be dangerous for Canada. Well, uh, this, this may very well be. I have no idea where Donald Trump stands on things like the Keystone. One of, one of the problems I have with Trump is I'm totally, and I'm sure that most Americans are totally confused as to, uh, other than uh, wanting to build a wall between the United States and Mexico and getting the Mexicans to pay for it, I'm not sure what his policies are. Well, on on Keystone, he said that uh, he, he would allow it to be built, but he wants the American government to get a big chunk of the profits. Yeah, so what, what does that mean? But that's that's you know the concern of many people down here is they're not quite sure where Trump stands. But what they do know is that he's an outsider, and what you've got to I think that we we have to understand that people are 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 angry, they're frustrated, they feel helpless, not so much against any particular politician or or politicians in general. They they feel frustrated and angry at the system. They feel that the entire political system is failing them, that what they want, what they need, they're not getting, and that nobody is listening. I mean, you, you hear the cry all of the time, all politics, it doesn't matter who you elect, they're all the same, they're all out just for themselves, etc., etc. We know that not to be true, but that's the perception. And that's why, in my view, and I'm not alone in this, that, that these outsiders, or perceived to be outsiders, 
are, are coming to power. I, 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 once again, I say I'm sure that that's one of the main reasons that Justin Trudeau was elected. He was perceived as being an outsider. The guy was a snowboard. What was he, a snowboard instructor or something? And <laughs> so very clearly he wasn't perceived as a politician. Um, but on, a, on another local issue, um, have you been dealing with the, the Chinese torture that the liberal government of Ontario is inflicting on us? The drip, oh, drip, yeah. Drip. Well, I'll be dealing with that later in the show. Uh, we've got uh, the provincial panel coming up. And oh, I, I, I heard yesterday, in fact, I think I brought it up with you because it showed up in my inbox right at, uh, as we were talking. The, um, the car- price on carbon, the cap and yeah. trade system is going to cost us about five cents or five dollars more a month for heating. That's what they say. So obviously it'll be ten to fifteen, and yep. uh, more than four cents a liter in gas. So it, and then we find out that they're, they're going to let us buy wine in in grocery stores. Well, guess what? We can already do that with the little outlet shops. But to do to allow that to happen, they're going to up the price. Yeah, because they've well, got to they've got to pull money out of our pockets at every turn, law. Well, precisely. I mean, they're broke. I mean, the province is bankrupt. But one of the things that we've got to remember is when they're increasing the price of gasoline at the pump, when they're increasing the price of natural gas that heats our homes, they have already greatly increased the cost of electricity. All of this supposedly uh, to save the planet. I mean, and what a what a hypocrite though that we've got Kathleen Wynne standing up and claiming that all of this increased cost is to tackle global warming. It's got nothing to do with global warming. How is charging you more for a liter of gasoline going to in any way affect carbon? Uh, you know, how is it going to affect global well, they, warming? They it want you to drive less. No, well, no, they they that's they, they don't even care about the fact. They want you to drive more. They want the money. They, they, they it is estimated that the uh, 4.3 cents a liter increase in, in gasoline is going to net the provincial government about $1.3 billion. So it's a billion here, a billion there. It's a drip, drip, drip. You know, it's, well, it's a billion. That, that's, it's all about money. It's got nothing to do with the planet. It's got nothing to do with global warming. And it's got nothing to do with carbon. Well, and the same with the pension that she's bringing in, because she's been very clear that she wants to use the pension to fund infrastructure. Well, I'm sorry, but pension money gets invested so that there's a return on investment, and a road after it's built does not pay you dividends. Yeah, the, the as as clear and present evidence that the government really doesn't give a fiddler's fart about carbon or about global warming is the fact that on every single day, about half the capacity of Niagara Falls and other hydro dams in this province are shut off. In eight, and, 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 and instead, we're getting our power from gas and to a very, very small degree, as you know, from the windmills. But if, if we really cared about the environment, we would utilize every last single kilowatt of power we could get from Niagara Falls. We, I, I repeat, on most days, and I suspect it's even today, we are using less than half the capacity of Niagara Falls. Why? Because... Because of these contracts they've signed with windmill, etc. But the point I'm trying to make is it's got nothing to do with carbon or global warming. It's got everything to do with a bankrupt government. Lowell, we got one minute left. Right now, John McCallum's on CTV News Channel. He's at the National Press Theater. He's talking about the Liberals' bill to uh, repeal C-24. That's the bill yeah. that stripped terrorists of their citizenship. And they're going to give citizenship back to 
yeah. one of the Toronto 18 terrorists well, this is who the, was a yeah, dual this, citizen. Yeah. Quick thoughts this, on that. that. Well, I mean, obviously. I mean, this, this, this was a bill, you're right. If you have dual citizenship and you are a terrorist, you've been, you know, been fighting against Canadian soldiers, maybe even you know, shooting Canadian soldiers, uh, then you, we're going to take away your Canadian citizenship. If you, if you have dual citizenship you know, with, let's say, Iran, and uh, you've been taking pot shots at Canadians, well, you, once again, you're strictly an Iranian citizen. It's just common sense. Well, but- the liberals don't have that. They're going to keep going after 92-year-old Nazi war criminals and stripping them of their citizenship. That's Sunny not ways. wrong, but this is. I think you're pronouncing that wrong, Lowell. Sunny ways, sunny <laughs> ways, drip, 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 just, to, just, you know, endure the torture, more and more money out of your pocket. What the hell? You don't need it, right? Enjoy the weather in the Bahamas, Lowell. We'll talk to yep. you again tomorrow. Bye-bye. I'm Brian Lillian for Rob Snow. This is News Talk 580 CFRA. This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Rob Snow. And Brian Lillian for Rob Snow once again. Once again, I find myself frustrated with this man. John McCallum. John McCallum, the liberal immigration minister who fudges the facts on the refugee file all the time, is now up in the National Press Theater here in Ottawa introducing the bill to repeal C-24. Now, C-24 is allegedly controversial. I don't think it is. I believe most Canadians would back it. But the liberals didn't like it. This is the bill that said if you are a dual national, if you have citizenship in another country and you come to Canada and you get Canadian citizenship and then you take up arms against Canada or commit terrorist acts and are convicted by a court, you can have your citizenship revoked. The liberals didn't like that. Even though for decades, going back to Justin Trudeau's father, Pierre, when he was prime minister, liberal government after liberal government moved to strip citizenship of Canadians that they didn't like, including Nazi war criminals or people that lied about their past in the war, their participation in Nazi death squads. And I'll get to that in a minute, but right now, let's play John McCallum rambling along in his incoherent manner as he talks about why this is so important. Pleased to be here with you this morning to announce the changes in the Citizenship Act in a new bill which I just uh, uh, introduced in the House, whose number has now been determined to be C6. And I'm very pleased to announce these changes, which are entirely consistent with the uh, promises we made during the election campaign and on which we as a government were elected. And I will explain uh, these issues in three categories. Uh, First of all, under Bill C-24, Canadians who were convicted for certain crimes could have their citizenship revoked. And they However, should. One could only have one citizenship revoked if one were a dual citizen. And therefore, this uh, law created two classes of Canadians 
So the previous law allowed citizenship to be revoked for those who were convicted of serious crimes, certain serious crimes, but only those who were dual citizenship, dual citizens were subject to revocation. And so therefore we had two classes of citizens and we believe very strongly that there should be only one class of Canadians that all Canadians are equal. Okay, turn him Canadian... off because he's a blowhard. The government of Canada has always had the ability to strip citizenship. What C-24, this controversial thing that he was talking about, did was added that if you were a terrorist, they could do it. Just this past week, the Federal Court of Appeal sent the case of Helmut Oberlander back to the federal cabinet for reconsideration. Why? Because they are trying to deport this man. He's 92 years old. He moved to Canada in 1954. But they have been trying to deport him since 1995. Why? Because Helmut Oberlander was part of a Nazi death squad responsible for killing 23,000 civilians, most of them Jews, during the Second World War. This case is ongoing right now, and that lying, I can't say it, is saying, well, if we take citizenship away from people who commit terrorist acts against Canada, then we have two classes of citizenship. Has always been thus, Johnny boy. It has always been thus. We can kick you out. And unless you're getting rid of this segment, which I'm sure you will not be, it's going to remain that way even after your bill is gone. But liberals love to hug terrorists, don't they? They don't like it when I say that. But what other conclusion can you come to? What other conclusion can you arrive at that they will allow people to have their citizenship stripped because they were part of a Nazi death group back in the 1940s, but they won't strip the citizenship of someone that comes to Canada, becomes a citizen, and then takes up arms against Canada? How does that make sense? We're still at two classes of citizenship there, Johnny boy. By the way, we did a poll on this for the rebel back in October, because this, of course, was an issue during an election. And we asked the question, do you agree or disagree? Canadian citizens who are also citizens of another country who are convicted of terrorism or taking up arms against Canada should be stripped of their citizenship and deported when they get out of prison. Agree or disagree? 84% of Canadians agreed with that. 69% strongly, 15% moderately. So don't tell me this is controversial legislation that you're doing away with. You're doing away with something that 84% of Canadians said they agreed with. You can find other polls that have it lower, but it's always an overwhelming majority. You ask a fair question on this, and that is a fair question because that is exactly what the law does. And you're asked to agree or disagree. 84% say they agree.
I wonder if he's being asked tough questions. We'll have to wait and see. Do you have thoughts on this? 521-TALK, 521-8255, star 580 on Bell Mobility, or 1-800-580-2372. I'm getting worked up. I know he started off talking about Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton and how Clinton and the Democrats are, are more dangerous, but this has me worked up. By the way, they're restoring the citizenship of the little terrorist that's in jail that the conservatives stripped away. Well, the courts stripped away, actually. How do you like them apples? 521-TALK, 521-8255. Ken in Prescott, you're on the Rob Snow Show with Brian Lilly. Well, this is one reason why they're voting for Trump in the states. It seems like once... Hold on, Ken. We, We had this choice back in October, and Canadians voted for Trudeau. Well, let me explain here. Uh, once you become a politician, you go into a little bubble. Uh, uh, Trump has never been a politician. He's just going into it now. So, And he's a businessman. And he's saying, he's saying things that people want to say, but they're too scared to say. Okay. Now, O'Leary, I would vote for him. The only thing I don't like about his thing on, 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 uh, on the armed forces is going back to being a uh, peacekeeper. And buying Bombardier and turning it into a crown corporation and... Well, hey, the thing about O'Leary, the only thing I don't don't like about him is the peacekeeper thing because uh, I spent 21 years in the service. We lost over 200 peacekeepers. Did you see anything on TV or people standing uh, on the road? No, because they kept it quiet. They kept it quiet. There was guys that won medals. They kept it quiet because they had to kill somebody. And... Our armed forces just went to crap because uh, they didn't buy the equipment that they needed because they thought they would never need it. Plus, he is a businessman, and I'm sick and tired of these politicians. They'll lie to you until they get in and they go back to the same thing. We have oil in this country that we have to get down east because it's Canadian oil, but yet they just want to keep buying from all these countries and they're saying well we gotta we have to well because you got all the young kids saying that it's awful to have oil ken because they're taught that in school but they're not taught that saudi arabia is what supplies our gas tanks here in ottawa that's right because these politicians they go into this bubble again and and what we have to do get a politician that says look at we're putting oil in there because it's canadian oil and we're going to start doing Canadians. They say, well, nobody's saving money. Well, we can't save any money. Every time we try to save money, they tax us to death. They put taxes on gasoline now. Now, they're, it, they, once they get in, it's just the same bubble. I bet you they don't pay for a cup of coffee. They put it on their expenses. Well, they don't pay for any gas because they put it on their expenses. They don't. But, they don't. They don't. They don't have a clue. No, they don't have a clue. Just, Ken, got got to leave it there and uh, and get to the business report. But I I get why people are frustrated. But the fact is, we had a choice last October. These guys told us everything that they were going to do. Canadians still voted for it. We deserve what we get. And by the way, down south, the Republicans might be loving Trump, but there's a good chance Sanders could get in, and then we're going to have Trudeau on steroids south of the border. Back with your calls on this, on the Citizenship Act, on 
Johnny Boy's ramblings at the National Press Theater. I'm Brian Lillian for Rob Snow. Now back to Rob Snow on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. Brian Lilly in for Rob Snow. It's time to welcome Zakaria Amara back to Canadian citizenship. Yes, he wanted to blow up the CN Tower. He wanted to blow up CBC headquarters. He planned to storm Parliament with his buddies and behead the Prime Minister. But a Canadian's a Canadian is a Canadian, right, John? A Canadian is a Canadian is a Canadian from Follow coast to coast to coast. Me. Your thoughts on what's going on here. Welcome your calls. 521-TALK, 521-8255, star 580 on Bell Mobility. Mike in Ottawa, you're on the Rob Snow Show with Brian Lilly. Yeah, hi there. I'm just going to explain to Mr. McCullum what a Canadian is. Uh, A Canadian is a person who uh, wakes up every morning, works, pays their bills, uh, abides by the law, and if they're in the armed services, they, they, they are loyal to their country, and if they're Canadians, they're loyal to their... Oh, I'm getting mad now myself. Good thing you got a delay on this thing. Uh, pay their taxes, do volunteer work and everything else. Don't plot to this... Uh, who are not even born here, who plot to, this, uh, to kill uh, Canadian officials and, uh, and uh, destroy Canadian uh, property. Uh, you know, this is... I have... You know, this guy is an idiot. I think that's a well-established fact. You're not giving me opinion there, Mike. Yes, uh, I'm sorry. I, I don't. I don't mean to get mad about this, but I've never heard something so as asinine. Britain uh, strips these people of uh, citizenship and everything else, and to say a Canadian is Canadian is Canadian. You know that just uh, makes all the rest of us schmucks who are paying the taxes so these clowns can make asses out of themselves uh, look good. Okay, Mike. Thanks for the call. Bye, David in Ottawa. You're on the Rob Snow Show with Brian Lilly. Hi, Brian. It's uh, it's really quite an interesting. Uh, shift I think we're seeing in, in Canada in general and just the mood and how we're we're really becoming a, a nanny nation, uh, bleeding heart nanny nation and, you know, trying to be uber inclusive and all these things. And, and I get it. You know what? We're one giant community and we need to all get along. But we have to have... Kumbaya. Uh, yeah. You know what? Let's have a moral compass, though, at some point and say, if you're, if you're plotting to kill Canadians and you're holding dual citizenship, then maybe the Canadian, you know, citizenship shouldn't be something that you're even remotely interested in the first place. The only reason why I would say it's partially okay to allow them to continue to have a Canadian citizenship is so that we can process them according to our laws. Well, uh, under the current system, David, the one that the Liberals now say they will repeal, you have to be convicted of an offense, then you spend your time in jail, then right. we kick your sorry butt out. Okay. So that's that's what they're trying to repeal. Yeah. And you know what? The liberals are claiming that a Canadian is a Canadian is a Canadian. That's John McCallum, right? Then yeah. why did we pass in 2000 the Crimes Against Humanity and Humanity and War Crimes Act, which made Canada... I- Uh, not only a signatory to the Rome Statute, an international agreement that relates to the International Criminal Court, but also made that part of Canadian law where you can be kicked out for crimes against humanity or war crimes. 
Yeah, it doesn't make a heck of a lot of sense to me. They um, are doing this because they wanted to say the conservatives hated Muslims. That's what this was about during the election. It worked. Now they're doing it. Yeah, well, I guess we'll have to live with those consequences, right? All right. Thanks for the call. Marie is in Ottawa or Orleans. You're on the, the Rob Snow Show. Yeah, good morning. Uh, I'm totally shocked when I hear what Mr. McCollum said. This is unacceptable for Canadians to be mistreated like this. It, it may, what he is, that party actually is doing is reducing the Canadians to somebody with no pride, with no nationalism, nothing. We're just supposed to be goody-goody with everybody. This it's totally unacceptable. I'm really shocked. I can't believe that Canada has come to that point. Well, the good so. people of Orleans like this idea, so they helped um, well, elect I the don't. liberals. <laughs> That's for sure. I'm from Orleans, but I do not like that idea at all. All right. Thanks this for the call. Bye-bye for now. Bye. George in Ottawa. Good morning, Brian. Morning. I like your opening statement there when you started off your program today. Uh, quite right. Uh, Mr. McGon, uh, Minister of uh, Citizenship, I mean, uh, the, the statements he made there, again, is just outrageous, you know. I mean, like you said, you know, if anybody had committed a crime in the older days, you know, citizenship could be revoked immediately and they were kicked out. I, I'm not calling for someone to be kicked out of the country. Yeah, or for stealing a loaf of bread or robbing a bank or something or even murder. But if you take up arms against the country that has granted you citizenship, exactly. why, why? Why do you get to stay? Yeah, exactly. It's votes. Liberals don't give a hoot about their own people even, you know. You notice that. And uh, if you pay close attention to them, which I do, and uh, for them it's just a matter of vote to stay in power, you see. Getting uh, re-elected like during the last election there. The propaganda machine of the CBC and at that time the CTV as well, they couldn't run enough garbage under the Harper government and it just got me so infuriated, you know. There was not one thing that the Prime Minister did right at that time, you know, and it's just uh, outrageous. And the machine worked again, like they said, you know, armed forces coming up the street, you know, and, uh, you know, and boats, uh, warships coming up the Ottawa River, like they said before yep. the election, uh, there, Prime there... Minister Harper got elected, you know. And the same garbage is being thrown around again in the last election, you know, and that's how they won. They won by people that don't have any common sense, don't pay, pay any attention. And Low what, information voters. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And then the minority, of course, they're being brainwashed by their leaderships and the I-men and God knows all the different people, groups that they attend to, you know, and they, they're being brainwashed and told, oh, yeah, vote the liberals to give you everything. You know, you can see it now. The money's being spread out all among the... The uh, you know refugees and everything else, but what 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 kind of money is being spent on Canadians, old people that are retired, you know, and in George, George, I got to ask you, got to ask you one more question before we're out of time. Mm -hmm. uh, the Liberals have also promised to do away with things like the um, uh, requirement for basic knowledge of English or French to become a exactly. citizen. Um, <laughs> is to me that will lead to. Um, well, people being segregated even more, not integrating into Canada, and I don't think that's good for them or the country. 20 seconds to you. Absolutely not, not at all. 
we couldn't speak any, so I came to this country and uh, I had to learn, you know, of course, you know, and uh, I adopted the country, you know, now they adopted, the country adopted me, I should say, but uh, <laughs> but I integrated quite well, you know, and I uh, never asked the government for any help of any sort, you know, I worked my butt off for 46 years before retirement. And uh, I wish most people would do that and don't hang on social programs all their life, you know. All right, George. Thanks for the call. I'm Brian Lilly filling in for Rob Snow. More of Johnny Boy McCallum and his ramblings when we come back. Your thoughts on the liberal changes to the Citizenship Act. 613-521-TALK, 521-8255 or star 580 on Bell Mobility. News is next. Back after that. A Canadian is a Canadian is a Canadian from coast to coast to coast. This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Rob Snow. Hug a terrorist day on CFRA. I'm Brian Lilly, and for Rob Snow, getting ready to cozy up to a a nice little terrace. That's that's what I want to do. A little cuddle time. little cuddle time with, uh, you know, the guys from the Toronto 18. We've got to make them feel good, people. We've got to make them feel good. I mean, otherwise, otherwise they, they could have low self-esteem. The Liberals will be giving Zachariah Amara... One of the members of the Toronto 18 is citizenship back. They will restore it. He lost it under Bill C-24, but the Liberals are repealing Bill C-24, which they say is controversial. Bull caca. 84% of Canadians agreed with it in a national, scientifically done poll. 1,500 Canadians, coast to coast to coast, as they like to say, agreed that this is how it should work. Now, McCallum says, nope, nope, nope. The bill was wrong because it created different classes of Canadians. You, you heard him in the news saying Canadians are Canadians are Canadian. What You know what? That, that reminded me of somebody else. Take a listen and tell me what you think. A Canadian is a Canadian is a Canadian from coast to coast to coast. The proof is a proof. What kind of a proof? It's a proof. A proof is a proof. We're back to the good old days. Remember, John McCallum's been around a long time. He's, he, he was the defense minister who confused Vimy Ridge with Vichy France. He's now confusing what the Immigration Act actually says, the Citizenship Act. Because you can still lose your citizenship for committing war crimes, but not an actual crime against Canada like launching a terrorist attack. Let me read to you from the Act. This is Revocation or Fraud Declaration of a Court. In the Citizenship Act, it says, Section 10.1, Subsection 1, If the minister has reasonable grounds to believe that a person obtained, retained, renounced, or resumed his or her citizenship by false representation or fraud or by knowingly concealing material circumstances with respect to a fact described in Section 34, 35, or 37 of the Immigration and Refugee Protection Act, other than a fact that is also described in paragraph 36.1a or b, blah, 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 uh, citizenship may be revoked. Only if the minister seeks a declaration in an action that the minister commences 
that the person has obtained, retained, renounced, or resumed his or her citizenship by false representation or fraud, or by knowingly concealing material circumstances in the court makes such a declaration. Now, according to John McCallum, you are having your citizenship revoked in those cases for fraud, for lying. And this is what the terrorist huggers want you to believe. Because this is what I've been told since we started talking about this back during the election. Oh, no, it it was for fraud. It's because you lied on your application. In fact, bobblehead Trudeau told me that when I quizzed him on why Nazi war criminals could be deported, could have their citizenship revoked, but not terrorists. I asked him after the monk debate in Toronto. That was the answer he gave me. But notice, Section 10.1 of the Citizenship Act says you can have it revoked over something described in Sections 34, 35, or 37 of the Immigration and Refugee Protection Act. All right, what do, what do those say? Well, the important part for this discussion is Section 35.1. A permanent resident or a foreign national is inadmissible on grounds they were violating human or international rights for A, committing an act outside of Canada that constitutes an offense referred to in, crime, in Sections 4 to 7 of the Crimes Against Humanity and War Crimes Act, B, being a uh, prescribed senior official in the service of a government that, in the opinion of the minister, engages or has engaged in terrorism, systematic or gross human rights violations or genocide, a war crime or crime against humanity within the meaning of subsections 6, 3 to 5 of the Crimes Against Humanity and War Crimes Act. You're not losing your citizenship in those instances because you lied. You're doing it, you're losing it because you We're involved in war crimes, crimes against humanity. And then we caught you and found out about it. Because, of course, we wouldn't give you citizenship for showing up and saying, hey, yeah, I'm a war criminal. Can I be a Canadian? Well, maybe these jokers would. Maybe John Vimy Vichy McCallum and Bobblehead Trudeau would. But you're being lied to here. What are your thoughts on this? 521-TALK, 521-8255, star 580 on Bell Mobility. Jacob is in Montreal. You're also on the Rob Snow Show. Yes, hello. Good morning, Brian. Um, I just want to make a brief remark about an additional comment you made regarding language and all this kind of stuff. Uh, it is just normal. I mean, any normal person would, would realize that when you go to a country that speaks whatever language, that uh, you have to assimilate uh, that language in your vocabulary if, you, if you're going to live there. That just makes common sense, after well, all. And, and I think most immigrants want that because they want to succeed in Canada. Of course, why can they you come imagine? Here. Right, you, you, you go to a grocery store or, or you need his services or products, and you can't communicate a word because you don't speak his language. I mean, that's totally nuts. That's just totally off the wall. I think if, if the prime minister forces that upon, upon Canadians, he should be impeached for that reason alone. But in any case, to go back to your terrorist idea, I think that uh, there's, a, there's a connection between that and also the, uh, the existence of the separatists in Quebec. I mean, they want to undermine the country. They, they want to remove Quebec from Canada, right? That's, that's, uh, that's a form of treason. It's also a form of, uh, of um, sedition and insurrection. I mean, uh, the, the, these people should, should be no more welcome as citizens of Canada than somebody who undermines Canada by, by, by violent means, and 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 we retain citizenship for the most part there jacob we're talking about people born and raised in canada so they have citizenship and and this was about revoking citizenship of people who were citizens of another country came here maybe under false pretenses but committed acts that they were convicted of 
in Canada. Well, but the thing is, the even if you're born here, there is something called a resident hostile population. So whether you're born here or you come here, you know, later in life. Yeah, but you can't you can't strip uh, Quebec separatists of their citizenship. Just can't be done. I, I I would disagree there, but anyway, that's a topic for another time. But but basically, you're correct. I mean, it, it again, it, it's just common sense. If you commit a a domestic crime, so to speak, like you mentioned, well, then that 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 doesn't necessarily apply. Although it could perhaps if you're a serial criminal, that that may apply because we don't want such people in our country. But certainly, oh. if you're going to undermine the the country by by threatening to cut the head off of the prime minister, I mean that 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 alone is worth booting you out. All right, Jacob, thanks for the call. we got to pause for a check on business right now, but don't worry, you're on the line. We'll be getting to you in the next segment. Now back to Rob Snow on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. So in Canada, you can now be stripped of your citizenship for... Committing an act outside of Canada that constitutes an offense referred to in Sections 4 to 7 at the Crimes Against Humanity and War Crimes Act or being a prescribed senior official in the service of a government that, in the opinion of the minister, engages or has engaged in terrorism, systematic or gross human rights violations or genocide, a war crime or a crime against humanity within the meaning of subsection 6, uh, brackets 3 to 5, of the Crimes Against Humanity and War Crimes Act. But you cannot be stripped of your citizenship if you actually commit a terrorist act or take up arms against Canada. Welcome to Liberal Land. Amy in Cornwall, you're on the Rob Snow Show. Good morning, Brian. I'm a little nervous, so please bear with me. No worries. Uh, <laughs> congratulations, uh, by the way, on your, on your new show. Oh, thank you. I can't wait to tune in. Um, I just wanted to, uh, first of all, I, I don't pretend to be the brightest light in the Christmas tree, but... That's every okay, time you're I... <laughs> only up against John McCallum. Yeah, I know. Every time I hear him, he sounds like such an idiot. He sounds actually inebriated every time he speaks. And I, 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 I completely agree with what, you, what you're saying this morning. Uh, but what kind of message are we sending these people that come to our country and commit these crimes and get off scot-free? Well, they'll, no, they'll still go to jail. And, um, and, and get to keep their citizenship. Yeah, but... I mean, yeah, these people I, I, are obviously not well. I mean, I don't understand how we can. McCallum says it creates two classes of citizenship. Well, the law still does that because you can have your citizenship stripped if you're engaged in war crimes or a senior official in a government that supports terrorism, but not if you commit terrorism. That's right. It's bizarre. It is very bizarre, and I. I just don't understand the logic. I, I, this is not a country I would want to that I want to be a part of. This is I don't know where our leaders are, and uh, where's the liber- the conservative uh, uh, they, leaders? They, they were up right away. We'll get a clip of that shortly. And at one thirty-five, make sure you keep listening. One thirty-five today, Michelle Rempel will be joining me to talk about this. I'm pretty sure John McCallum would say no if I asked him because I can actually read and read the act whereas he can't, so he doesn't know what he's talking about. Exactly, and just like the, the, the poll that you were mentioning that you did on the rebel, I mean, don't we count? The, the, doesn't our uh, our vote count for something? Well, no, because I mean, it's controversial. Didn't you hear that? But it's not controversial Amy? because no, it's we're contra- all agreeing with this. It's just well, logic. But the, I mean, are they relying on these people for votes? What is it? Like, <laughs> why, why are they defending these, this uh, type of behavior? 
It's it's beyond my ken. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Norma in Ottawa, you're on the Rob Snow Show with Bilo. Good morning, Brian. Morning, Norma. How are you today? Are you excited to hug a terrorist? Are you ready for some cuddle time with the Toronto 18? Uh, I'm not cuddling anybody unless I know them very, very well. (laughs) But I think that we have to have different rules for these terrorist type of people because it's not about citizenship for them. It's not about being a proud Canadian. It's about sneaking under the radar and taking sometimes years to plan and commit horrendous crimes against humanity. They don't care if they're killing Canadians, Americans, Europeans. A terrorist is a terrorist is a terrorist. And my thinking is if somebody causes any of these horrendous acts, not only should they be uh, removed from Canada, but their parents, their grandparents, their husbands, well, no, their wives, no, their no, children. Norma, Norma, we can't, we can't do that unless they were also part of the act. We, but, but if they actually thought that their family would pay for the crimes they're about to commit, maybe they would think twice about committing them. Look in their children's eyes and say, do I want my children to suffer because of what I'm doing? They are so selfish, these terrorists, selfish people. Well, I, look, I'm the whole Cotter family should have been deported in my books. They were Canadians of convenience. And if you look at their history, uh, they were all involved in terrorism at one point, but then would come back to Canada to get little Omar health care before taking him back to uh, Afghanistan to have him trained in the camps. But you can't you can't take away someone's citizenship because one of their relatives carried out a crime. We can't go that far, but we should be, you know, there's no reason for C-24 to be revoked while still saying we will strip citizenship from war criminals and government officials. You it's know, not because it's, they lied. It's because they committed war crimes. You know, I mean, what is the degree here? Canada does not have the death penalty, and that's great. We're too nice to everybody. Welcome everyone, whether you can contribute or not to, to our economic growth, to our you know Canadian citizenship. I mean, what, what does it mean to these people to put their hand on their chest and, and swear that they're going to be upstanding, law-abiding Canadians? Well, that, that makes much. Yeah, for all those people that say, well, they you know, let's take away citizenship for lying, you do swear a note to Canada still, I believe. Norma, thanks for the call. Pearl in Kempville, you're on the Rob Snow Show. Oh, good morning, Brian. Morning. I, I just can't believe that in the, in this country they took the, the, the liberal government, supposed to be a Canadian government, is revoked an 83 percent C24 law that said against terrorism, people who commit crimes against Canada. Yep. And yet we've got a minister of our country. The Liberal government say actually working against us. It, I can only conclude that they're that they're anti-Canadian. <laughs> that government is anti-Canadian. They, they're working for the for terrorists. For they, people, they have a very strange. Wanna... They have a very strange worldview, Pearl. And I keep using that term, worldview, and I use it because it's important how people view the world tells you a lot about how how they will act. So you're right. 
84%. We did a survey of 1,474 Canadians conducted using a national online and mobile panel on October 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, 2015. Margin of error is plus or minus 2.6 percentage points, 19 times out of 20. And 84% said they agreed with stripping terrorists of their citizenship. Well, that tells me that this government is anti-Canadian. Yeah, they're, they're not. They're, they're out of touch, out, but they're ignoring that that percentage completely. I mean, people just hated Stephen Harper so much they wanted to embrace this. I yeah, guess. but who told them they hate Stephen Harper? I mean, he, Stephen Harper put in the C twenty four, which gave was helping Canada and Canadians and getting rid of people who wanted to do things to hurt us or to harm our country, yeah. which is only right. So what is wrong with this government that we've got an immigration minister that thinks this way? I'm, I think you're giving John McCallum too much credit when you say he thinks. Thanks for the call. <laughs> a little bit about John McCallum as we leave. When he was asked about why he couldn't figure out between Vimy and Vichy back in 2002, he said... Um, I had a pretty good, and you could even say a privileged education, but I never learned any of this in school. That's what he told the National Post. Trying to recover from a different mistake, McCallum said, obviously, that's a typing mistake because I obviously meant Vimy. Hmm. This is the man in charge of our immigration system. Bobby in Ottawa, Stephen Canada, will get to your calls shortly. I'm Brian Lilly. This is News Talk 580 CFRA. This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Rob Snow. Brian Lilly in for Rob Snow. Want to play a clip of Michelle Rempel because people have been asking where the conservatives are. And then I'll get to your calls quickly on this because lots of people want to comment on the Citizenship Act. But Michelle Rempel is the conservative critic on immigration She tries to hold John McCallum to account, but it's hard to hold someone to account when they don't know what they're talking about. But here's Rempel at the National Press Theater shortly after McCallum said he wanted to give terrorists their citizenship back. I think that we have to question um, what that means in terms of how we as a country look at Canadian citizenship. This isn't about, you know class politics or something as the liberals are trying to define it this is a there's there's an actual example here there's an example of what this law means when this passes if the liberal government passes this Zachariah Amara gets his citizenship back I'm not sure Canadians will be comfortable with that and to me you know the liberals can can dance around this with their talking points all they want but at the end of the day that's what this bill means and I'm very uncomfortable with that. Zachariah Amara. Who's that? One of the ringleaders of the Toronto 18. She's right. He'll get his citizenship back. This is the liberal view of the world. Everyone's a Canadian. Everyone gets their citizenship. Except those people that will still get their citizenship stripped. For doing crimes outside of Canada. But not those that take up arms against Canada. Is it all clear to you? Bobby in Ottawa, you're on the Rob Snow Show. Yeah, I think we're fin- I think we're in for I think we're in for a war with the US. I'm sorry to say that, but I think the Queen What? I think I think we're gonna I think we're gonna face war with, with the US pretty soon. Unless the Queen unless the Queen of England says up to the plate and 
and they saw that the Christie Prime Minister would do to us destroying our country along with the U.S. because it's not, it's not better than the rest of the world. All right. Thanks for the call, Bob. I'm not sure what he's talking about. I don't think the Queen is ever going to step up to the plate. Steve in Canada, you're on the Rob Snow Show. Hey, Brian. Uh, nice to talk to you again, and congrats on the, uh, the new gig. Thank you. Hey, uh, hey listen, um, you know, uh, John McCown, you made a comment he didn't know Vichy from Vimy. I, I think that he would never mistake a latte for a frappe or a Merlot for a Malbec. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know. But, All of which hey, will cost more due to you Kathleen Wynne. But anyway. You, you got it. So listen, I have two things to say. One is uh, I'll talk about McCallum and, and the citizenship, and then at the end I'd like to comment on on a lesson learned. Okay. So with regards to this, you know, he says a Canadian is a Canadian is a Canadian. Well, a Canadian is not a Canadian when they're not a Canadian. You know, a, a piece of toast or a piece of bread is a piece of bread is a piece of bread until you turn it into a piece of toast. So, you know, you should be able to treat Canadians equally as long as they have their citizenship. But when you take their citizenship away, which we have the right to do under the current current laws, then they shouldn't be treated like a Canadian. And and I can't believe we're going to give people the rights that, that people born here, people raised here that work here and, and support the nation. You know, my dad came from Greece. He became a Canadian. And I remember him saying to me, you know, when I came in 66 from, from Greece, I, I, I said, what are Canadians like? And someone said, Canadians like hockey. And my dad was like, I like hockey. You know, and, and they accept the country and come they used to come and just become canadians and uh love the nation while keeping a little bit of their their heritage uh it's it's not like that anymore and this scares me uh to no now that's end. that that's a liberal immigration view not to do that because that would be wrong to integrate my dad came to canada he didn't know hockey you know yeah. ice skating was something you did for fun in britain but you didn't play hockey he learned and, how to and, play hockey. He learned how to watch it. He learned how to enjoy it. Enjoy Lear, it, lear- exactly. Loved yeah. watching football. Became a huge football fan. So, uh, so where I was going with this, though, is, is we, if you notice, though, the countries that have dual citizenship, like, like people, I have a friend, he's Italian. He has Italian dual citizenship. You don't hear Italians are the ones that are being stripped or, or having issues or the Irish or the British or the Americans. It's, it's always someone out of the Middle East, inevitably, or, or countries where terrorism is, is growing and is rampant and, and there are, you know, bombings well, let, and IEDs. It, it, and, it could be the Irish if the Fenian raids started up again. And, and, and I don't think the liberals would be so uh, emphatic about defending that. But I think they did use this issue in the last election as a wedge to try and say Stephen Harper and the conservatives are anti-Muslim. I think that's part of what this was. Otherwise, we would be doing away with this this um, uh, ability to strip people of citizenship for war crimes committed outside of Canada because a Canadian's a Canadian is a Canadian. Yeah. Now, the, the lesson learned I wanted to comment okay. about. Okay, got to move quick on so, that, Steve. So really quick. So the liberals are, you see what they're doing in the first 100 days, 200 days. They're pushing through a lot of changes that are are uh, really hard for Canadians who are not liberals to swallow. And I think this is a lesson learned for conservatives, that the next time they get a majority government, I expect CBC to get cut. I expect the, the heads of all the the the, uh, um, the the Crown Corporations, cut them off and put a conservative at the top of them. Do what you have to in the first 100, 200 days and You're deal right. with it in four years. 
because you know what, you can't just kind of do this, this little bit, little incremental steps that come in and, and make sweeping changes in the first hundred days and no one will care about it in four years. But the death of a hundred slashes over the four years in a majority they had is what is what really killed them. The, uh, the Liberals are about to repeal the Fair Elections Act as well. That's the one that tightened up rules around voting, including showing ID to vote and not being able to vouch for 20 of your buddies that just happen to show up. Oh, yeah, they're all good guys. Let them vote. You couldn't do that anymore. The Liberals and NDP said that's unfair. It's going to stop people from voting. Guess what? More people voted, even on reserves where the the Liberals' bigotry and racism of low expectations said that Natives wouldn't be allowed to vote because apparently Natives don't know how to get ID. Help me, Justin. I, I'm dead and I only got to vote twice. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Okay, take care, Brian. Michelle in Ottawa, you're on the Rob Snow Show. Yes, hi. Sorry, I was a little distracted there. I uh, I was just wondering, uh, I suppose Mr. McCallum and his cronies think they've done a really wonderful thing today. I'm sure they do. Yeah, and I know the three times thing has been done, but I'm going to do it again. A terrorist comes to kill. A terrorist comes to kill. A terrorist comes to kill. And then I want to ask Mr. McCallum if he saw the public beheading of the 15-year-old boy convicted by Sharia court for listening to Western music last Friday. Um, And I was thinking, since we don't have our CF-18s there anymore, we could drone drop a million copies of Sophie Gregoire Trudeau serenading us, (laughs) her fellow human beings, with a song that she wrote after a very difficult time in her life, because that just might be what they need. It might comfort the parents of that boy who was on his knees with a kerchief around his eyes, his head bowed, while hundreds of people stood around and watched his head be cut off. What a great culture we're embracing. Sad day for Canada. What do you think of the fact that McCallum's not being pushed back on what the Citizenship Act actually says? He gets to portray this as if the Conservatives had a two-tiered system and they're just restoring it. I think that the public, the people who voted Liberal, are under some kind of mass hypnotism. Because nobody with two clues to make a click would be proud of this. It's just unbelievable what's happening. And the gentleman before, when he said in the first 100 days, that's true. But you can't have a government come and keep on doing what the previous government has done. So at some point, there needs to be some referendums done, and then that's set in law. It doesn't, it's not a partisan issue anymore because it's wasting money and time, and it's just so freaking embarrassing. Unreal. Michelle, thanks for the call. Thank you. Remember, if you want to know if you want to know what the law says, you can read it. You can find it. I'll have this on the rebel later on. Maybe I'll just post the whole law on Facebook shortly. But you cannot be a journalist and be a stenographer for the government or the opposition. You need to research and do your own homework. John McCallum says he's stopping a two-tiered system. It's not about loving terrorists. It's about stopping a two-tiered system. But you can still be stripped of your citizenship for being a senior government official in a government that supports terrorism, commits war crime, genocide, all of that. Unreal. More of your calls after this. Now back to Rob Snow on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. A Canadian is a Canadian is a Canadian from coast to coast to coast. The proof is approved. What kind of proof? It's approved. A proof is approved. And a proof is approved when a Canadian's a Canadian, unless, unless you're. 
having your citizenship stripped for other reasons. Hmm. <sighs> Liberal Immigration Minister John McCallum announcing that they will repeal Bill C-24 says that a Canadian is a Canadian, Canadian is a Canadian, does not want to have two classes of Canadian citizenship. Then why are we still trying to strip Helmut Oberlander of his Canadian citizenship and deport him, the 92-year-old former Nazi death squad member. If this is such a bad conservative idea, why have the liberals done this since the days of Papa Trudeau? More than 50 people have had their citizenship revoked since the days of Papa Trudeau. And it is not just for not filling out a form. I know that progressives love nothing better than filling out forms. It's why they all love the long form census. But failing to fill out a form properly isn't why these people get their citizenship revoked. It's because they were involved in war crimes or genocide or terrorism. It makes no sense to me. What about Doug? Does it make sense to Doug in Barhaven? You're on the Rob Snow Show. Brian, there's not much I can say that hasn't already been said other than the Trudeau stupidity carries on from father to son. And, uh, you know, I think you know, in, in, in CFRA land, we should, or nation, we should declare this as the Terrorist Freedom Day in Canada. It's Hug-A-Terrorism Day. It's time for some spooning, Doug. You've got to find your local terrorist and just spoon. Hug him a little more, yeah. I, it's just disgusting, totally disgusting. But I think every liberal that has voted for this government has to be accountable. They have to be responsible for bringing in the government that they have. Well, you've got a liberal MP in Barhaven now, don't you? Uh, yes, we do. I can't remember um, their name, but... Yeah, well, uh, Polyev's the only uh, uh, conservative MP we have now in the Ottawa area. Yeah, so the good people of Barhaven, this is what you voted for. Hope you liked it, and uh, don't worry. They'll probably all be able to vote next time as well because, as I said, they're going to do away with the Fair Elections Act and you can bring 20 of your buddies to vote. All of that's happening. Elections have consequences. Thanks for the call, Doug. Yeah. Mohammed in Ottawa, you're on the Rob Snow Show with Brian Lilly. How do you feel about this change today? Hi, Brian. How are you doing? Uh, well, fit to be tied today. Well, I just want to say it makes it seem like the media is actually making it seem like we Muslims, we want these guys to actually keep their citizenship. No, we don't. Like uh, my parents, decades ago, they came from uh, Lebanon flying away from all the wars and stuff like that. If these guys have been convicted, don't only strip them of citizenship also freeze the assets of their assets and the family if it's proven that they oh, actually don't contributed be mean. to these assets. Don't be mean, no, Mohammed. That's I'm mean. Serious. But let me tell you something that actually really bothers me, and actually I think I speak on behalf of a lot of Muslims. Mm-hmm. How do you want Muslims to actually take Canada seriously, whether it's a conservative government, whether it's liberal, NDP, or whatnot, when we see that the Canadian government, no matter who it is, always deals with a country like Saudi Arabia, that if you go and look into their education process, they breathe terrorism. They export it. Well, why do we keep to, to deal with it? Why? Why do we keep dealing with a country like Saudi Arabia? 
Well, you know what? You know what, Mohammed? There is an easy way to cut Saudi Arabia off at the knees, and that's for the Americans and ourselves to drill our own oil and gas and use it ourselves and have the pipeline go from west to east because right now we're importing their oil and giving them billions. I I just want to give another important point is that I've been looking at this the past like couple of years, especially everything that's happening in Syria and whatnot. And we're scared of local terrorists here in the U.S., whatnot, like something happens here in these countries. Uh, What really bothers me is that people don't understand the reason why, like, you know, you hear a lot of time on the news, oh, these group of uh, people, they flew from Canada or the States or Europe to go fight in uh, Syria, Iraq and whatnot. Their main reason why these people are doing that, it's not because ISIS is good on social network. It's not because of that. It's because these people, from the culture where they're coming from, from the mentality, what, they, what they've been taught uh, from uh, young age, and they're looking, and because they're not only watching Western news, they're also watching Arabic news. And from what they're seeing is that countries like Saudi Arabia and Qatar and uh, those types of countries, they support what's going on in uh, Syria. They support the rebels. They support the, uh, that, if you are quote That's unquote, going moderate. on with uh, in Yemen right now. That's a bit off topic. So let me just go back to the beginning, Mohammed. You're saying as a Muslim, and you think you speak for a lot of Muslims, you Except don't want these guys to have citizenship because they've degraded it. No, and I'll tell you something. It's something I always speak to my parents when it, whenever it comes to voting because my parents, they came here uh, they had a lot on their plate. They didn't have nothing. So education for them was not uh, an easy process. They had to work. They had to like to do a lot. So And they don't really follow too much Canadian politics. And they grew up uh, here thinking, like, you know, okay, well, our vote doesn't count. Our voice doesn't count, whatnot. But I always tell them, stop voting for these guys because these guys, like, they'll make you hear what you want to hear. They'll make it seem like you want to protect They want to protect you, whatnot. But when it comes down to it, they'll say that to anybody. No. They'll say that to goats if goats could vote. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is that the liberals making it seem like they're protecting us or whatnot. Well, we need protection no. from even in Canada. It's not from the liberals or conservative or whatnot. Well, we need protection from here in Canada as a Muslim. I feel unsafe when I know my own government deals with a country like Saudi Arabia All that right. breathes terrorism. Thanks. This is something that boils me. Thanks for the call, Mohammed. Aaron in Ottawa. Hi, Brian. Uh, I know you're almost at the end of the show. I think you're, you're making uh, this topic too simplistic. I don't agree with all the, the things you say. Also, uh, yeah. Okay, how am I making it too simplistic? Well, you think that like, uh, somebody that uh, you can just strip a citizenship to somebody like that, like, uh, you know? No, no, I, I say they have to be convicted yeah. of specific serious offenses yeah. and sentenced to a jail term. There, okay. there, there is a very specific okay. way it has to be done. Uh, let me ask you a question about uh, uh, Kader. Kader was born here in Canada. How do you strip his, his citizenship? Uh, did I say that uh, he should? I think the whole family should have been kicked out because they were Canadians of convenience. But no, you can't strip Carter of his citizenship. No, 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 no. Tell me about Carter. Did I say we we're going to strip Omar Carter of his well, citizenship? I'm picking up a specific case. Don't, don't get me this wrong. Is, this is about with people, people with dual they citizenship. They are criminals. But you're taking it too simplistic. Okay, I mean, so no, no. Let, pa- pause, Aaron. Pause. Pause. You, you pause. Just too simplistic. Pause. 
We have a case before the federal cabinet right now handed to them by the Federal Court of Appeals on kicking out and stripping the citizenship of Helmut Oberlander, 92-year-old man. Know, we have stripped citizenship kids. from more I mean, than we have stripped we have stripped citizenship from more than 50 I know, people. Brian, that's the point. That's po- the point I'm trying to make. That uh, that gentleman you co- you talk about came here, a grown-up man. I'm talking about somebody who was born here. I'm talking uh, immigrant okay. parent, and then you want to strip their citizenship. How do you do it? <sighs> you try to talk to some people. We're talking about one thing, Aaron's talking about something else, claiming I'm too simplistic. We're going to continue this conversation later on in the program, right after 1.35. Michelle Rempel, the conservative critic on this file, she will join us. We're also going to have our provincial panel, Jill Bisson of the NDP from Timmins James Bay will join us. Steve Clark from Leeds Grenville from the Conservatives is going to join us. That's right after the news. Ian Lee from the Sprout School of Business. We'll talk to him about um, a proposed $100 to $200 carbon tax. Guy Giorno, former top dog at the Conservatives, will call in on why he's now backing proportional representation. I'm Brian Lilly filling in for Rob Snow. This is News Talk 580 CFRA.